How many knows the Father, when He speaks to you, He desires His children to hear what He's saying? There's nothing more frustrating to a father than when their children, come on somebody, is not listening to what they're saying. How many knows life is so much easier when you listen to the Father's voice? Oh, come on now. How many knows his sheep knows his voice? And I believe that God wants us to understand that sometimes in life, before I get into this scripture verse, we try to complicate what God told us to simplify. We try to complicate the things and we complicate it to the point that it's confusing. It's confusing. It's confusion. But God said that this gospel is simple. It's simple. How many knows it's the simplicity of the gospel that saves you? Come on, somebody. How many knows that it can be simple, but then all of a sudden it can be mysterious? Like what was simple now, it, when you begin to dig into that simplicity of what he's done for you, then all of a sudden he opens up mysteries to you. This is the wisdom and the way of the Father is that you accept him by what he simply did for you. But then all of a sudden he brings you into a realm that your eyes have never seen, your ears have never heard. Neither has it entered the hearts of men, the things that he's prepared for you. The Father, somebody shout the Father. The Father, I, I want you to, this, the title of this message is come as a child. Come as a child. If you look in Matthew 18, chapter 18, verse two, it says, then Jesus called a little child to him. He brought a child to him. And he set him in the midst of them. He brought a child to him and he set them. He set this child in the midst of them, brother sellers. And he, he wanted them to see naturally what he was desiring of them spiritually. And he said, surely I say to you, watch this, unless you are converted, unless you are converted. What does that mean? We've been talking about it this morning. I think it's so awesome. Turning that the hearts of the father would turn to the sons and the sons turn to the father, turn to the father's instruction, convert. And we're good with that understanding. We know what converting means. We know what repenting means. But I want you to see what it says here. It says converted and become as little children. Being his, his child, you will know by no means he says, come to me as little children, as some uh, were, were, were they, they, I'm talking about a child. You know why he says a child? Because a child is, is, has little experience. Are you hearing me right now? A child has little experience. Someone who can be influenced. Someone who can be trained. Someone who has an ear to hear what the Spirit is saying. A little child, children. And he says, if you do not come in this form, watch this. If you do not only convert, but come as the child, he says, then you by no means can enter into my kingdom. Without, the, without coming as a child, you will never come into the things that I desire of you. 
Without coming as a child, you'll never uh, be able to understand the things that I'm trying to teach you. You have to come without experience. Come on, somebody. You have to come with, I know we're experienced at this thing, but you have to come without experience. You have to come that I, for the first time I'm hearing him again. You have to come with mercy. His mercy's new every morning because he has a new experience for you every morning. The father is not out, out he's never out of lessons to train and teach his children. And we see that the child is the greatest in the kingdom of God. He said, therefore, whosoever humbles himself as the little child. What does that mean? Whoever hums, humbles himself. And I just got this picture in my, in my mind. Every time I come to church, I'm eager to learn what the father is about to teach me. Woo! I, I'm, I'm on the edge of my seat because the father's getting ready to tell me something great. That's why he said, come as a child. He said, then that child, the one who humbles himself, he is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Whoever receives one little child like this in my name, whoever receives a child like this in my name, he said, then he receives me. Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you for the opportunity to speak your word. I thank you for the opportunity, God, that you've given us today to, to be in your presence. God, to experience the Father's touch one more time. To, to hear the Father's voice one more time. To understand, God, that you're never out of lessons to teach your children. That you, you always have something new and, 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 and inspiring to teach us, Father. To train us up in this season of our life. I know that we learned for last season, but God, keep us as a child so that we can be trainable and teachable for what you're moving us into. We are your child, God. And we know, God, that if we can stay in this posture, in this mindset, God, that this is the entryway into the fullness that you have for us. Lord, we give you the glory and we give you the praise. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated in the presence of God. I, I almost feel like I could just say we're done. But I'm not going to do that. I'm going to take just a moment to say that God is calling us to come to him just because we are saved and we came to him for our salvation does not mean that he's done with you it doesn't mean that it stops there how many knows that it started there it started when you begin to hear and conviction entered into your spirit and can how many remember the time that conviction when the word of God went forth or however it was for your life. Maybe it wasn't in a church setting. Maybe it was a voice somewhere out there. And but God, the father spoke to you as his child and told you whose you were, told you, told you who you are, gave you your identity and, and, and uh, made you understand what he created you and called you to be because this world right now, the, the focus is to pull you away of everything that he's called you to be. And the ultimate position, listen to me, the ultimate position is his child. It's not, the, it's not some kind of thing that we're trying to earn. We're trying to get up. Listen, the reason that we can go boldly into the throne of God is because we're his children. 
The reason that Hebrews 10, 19 tells us that we have been, that we can go boldly, the veil has been rent from the top to the bottom, and we have complete access to get into the place, listen, of his presence, and where all the answers are, are in the throne room of God and in the throne room of grace. But the only reason that we have the access to get there is because the Father gave his son 2,000 years ago on an old rugged tree and the blood of Jesus took care of everything, eradicated everything that's tried to limit you, even trying to limit you now. It's because God had a purpose not only for Jesus to come to the cross and be crucified, but he had a purpose for you to be his son. Come on. He had a purpose for you to be his daughter. He had a purpose and a plan for you to not only just get up and walk into your salvation, but he had a purpose and a plan for you to be healed and to walk in wholeness. And the only way that we can walk in his divine healing and his divine wholeness is when we're walking with healing and with wholeness. We should never walk away from divine healing and divine wholeness. Jesus called a little child to him. When he called the little child to him, he brought him in the midst of them. And as he brought him in the midst of them, he began to explain that the childlike faith is the way into the kingdom of God. It's the children's mentality. It's when you, you remember when you was a child that nobody had to convince you of anything. You didn't have to be convinced. Why? Because a child is always willing. Come on, somebody. A child is always anticipating what father's going to do, what father's going to train. There's no malice in, child, in children. There's no pride. Listen to me. There's no pride in children. A child will come up to you and trust you to, to train them, to teach them, to, to help them, to hold them. There is something about a child that Jesus was saying right now. He said, I want you to daily renew your spirit. What he's saying to the disciples, don't get too haughty. Don't get too prideful. Don't get so full of yourself and think that you earn some kind of position. The only reason that you have authority is because you're under me. I, you have to have the renewing of the mind daily. I must be willing to be dependent upon his word to daily renew my spirit so that I can stay and remain in the mind of a child, the, the simplicity of a child willing to be the least of these. The Bible said that the first will be last, but the last will be first, the child. The child, that faith that, that will accept and, 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 and eager to experience all that the Father has for you without hesitation. I'm going to go into it because I know that he is my Father. I can trust him. I can lean upon him. This is the entryway into preeminence. It is the, the spirit of a child. The spirit of humility is the entryway into the kingdom of God. If you want preeminence, the way that you get into the preeminence and the power and the presence of God is to come to him as a child. Come on, somebody. See, it's not popular to preach this. You won't hear very many amens. 
because in this hour, it's all about me, I. It's all about Facebook. It's all about iPhone. It's all about my position. It's all about what I can do to earn this and to get to that. But can I tell you, you cannot do anything to earn the love that he has for you. He loved you even when you was unlovable and he had a position and a purpose and a plan for you. But he wants you to come to him like that child that knows that daddy knows best, that father knows best for the children. A godly father has deep affection. I want to talk about the natural realm of a father just for a few minutes. Stay with me and I'll, I'll conclude this pretty quickly today. The father has deep affection for his children. How many knows that a father is devoted to his family? Should be. I'm talking about a godly father. The godly father, the godly example is devoted to his children. He's devoted to his family. And we see that doesn't matter what they do. How many knows that, that, that your, your children can do the most horrific thing in your life? They can pull you into all kinds of mess. They can even uh, disdain your credibility, your integrity. But, but there's nothing that will keep you and your love away from your child. Do I have any parents in here? Because it is the parent's responsibility, and it's, but there's something on the inside of a godly father that has deep affection and deep devotion for his family, for his children. I think about, when I talk about this, I think of Absalom. Absalom was full of pride. All he wanted was position. All he wanted was the position of the father. He wanted that influence that his father had. He wanted to rule and reign like his father ruled and reigned. But he did not see what his father had to go through in order to get him into that position and that purpose. It was because David knew who the shepherd was. David knew who would lead him. Come on, somebody. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Not because of my slingshot ability. Not because of the things that I can do in worship. But because he's my shepherd. Come on. He's my source. It's one thing to see the shadow of what God can do. But how many knows it's another thing to be connected to the substance? How many knows the substance is what casts the shadow and we see that that Absalom he tried to get high and mighty and he tried to get in position but look at the heart of the father ladies and gentlemen the heart of the father that when the men around David who was protecting what God was doing protecting the presence they went after Absalom and the Bible says that when Absalom went to his death David began to weep and he began to cry and he preferred his life over his son's destruction why because this is the love of a father it's the love of a father who will lay down his life for his children who will lay down his life a father a husband who will lay down his life as Christ laid down his life for the church I think of Abraham the father Abraham had many sons had many sons had father Abraham and I'm one of them, and so are you, and somebody help me say? Come on, we're going back to children's church today. He had many sons. 
He had many sons, many daughters. What is the purpose and the plan that God puts you on planet earth for? Because he wants you to have many daughters. Come on. He wants you to have many sons. Be fruitful and multiply, reflecting what he is training you to be. And we see that Abraham instructed and directed his family in the way of the Lord. And he taught them, listen, to trust him. Trust him. And sometimes God will speak to us in code. You know what I'm saying? God will speak to us and he'll just say something like go. And the next thing you know, you're going. But uh, Lord, where am I going? And what are you doing? Anybody know what I'm talking about in this place? That you trusted the Lord. You had faith enough that when God said go, he didn't maybe give you a clear direction. But as you begin to step, you begin to see with eyes of faith. Because you're not operating by what you see with your natural realm. But you're operating by a faith in the Father. Because you know if the Father is leading me, he is training me to trust him. Come on somebody. He is training me to trust him. He's training me to trust him even when he's what he's telling me doesn't make sense come on somebody we're into total generational lingos I'm telling you there's some of the things that my children say I have no clue what they're talking about and they have no clue what I'm talking about but when I'm trying to give them training when I'm trying to give them wisdom I, I, I just hope that maybe they might not understand it but maybe they would understand that I've been on this planet earth just a little bit longer than they have and if they'll listen to the voice of the father then they won't be led astray by the master manipulator listen to the voice as a child as a child how does a child listen he listens intently humbly he's listening to what father is going to tell him father has the, the best stories Fathers have the best stories when they're little children. Then they become dad jokes when they get older. But there's an Abraham development, a building up, instilling values, father's values, setting the example, not just instilling the values, but setting the example, not just saying, but doing, training. This is what I have failed at so many times, y'all. I'm talking about I expect my children to know how to do something in a natural realm. You know, go fix that. Go mow the yard. Go do this. But if I'm not willing to train them and teach them, how are they ever going to learn how are they ever going to be developed? How are they ever going to have the confidence to get back on and to do? They cannot do what they've not been trained to do. And that's why we, we see here that there's a training up, the Bible says, in the way that they should go. That when they are old, they will not depart from it. Now, here's what I want to ask somebody. How many have been a Christian in this place for a long time and you came with your family you came with your parents to church let me just see your hand how many would say I didn't uh, I didn't as a child come to church but I I experienced him in another form and 
and, but now since I have received him as my savior, I have been diligent and committed to the love that's been expressed to me. If that's you, raise your hand right now. But here's what I want to ask the ones who have been to church, who have been raised up in the fear of the Lord. Are you still here? I didn't say, did you ever make mistakes? Did you ever mess up? Did you ever stray maybe for a moment like the prodigal? But there's always a pig pen for the prodigal. There's always a moment where there is a coming to self. There's a reminder of how good you had it before you went away. There's always a reminder that Father has what's best for me. There's always a reminder that what's in his house is better than anything this world has to offer. And you may stray away for a moment and it may be pleasurable for a season, but there's something about the Father's house that nothing else can, can comprehend. We can't comprehend it out there. We can't obtain it out there. We can't, we can't grab a hold of what we can receive in the house of the Father because in the house of the Father is everything that the father has in the house of the father is everything in his provisions the house of the father he has a place that will hold me that will sustain me he has rooms for me in his house come on he has dimensions in his house I feel something pushing me right now he has he has revelation in his house there's divine instruction in the house of the father I said miracles are in the house of the father the manifestation of his presence is is in his house and when we choose to boldly go into the father's throne room of grace we understand that it's limitless the father's possibility being distributed to the son declaring that we as God's children must listen and obey the voice of the father that he his voice is designed listen his voice is designed to protect you his voice is designed to encourage you. God's godly parents, even in the natural, they protect their children. They encourage their children. Watch this. They remove barriers for their children. They remove, you say, what kind of barrier? Bear anything that's going to plant fear in them. A godly parent will remove that barrier from their child and begin to build their children up in the most holy faith. It, it, it's important in this day that a parent be full of God's spirit because your flesh will want to pull you into the place of popularity parenthood. But I come to tell you, the devil is a liar. We must get into God's house. We must hear God. God's voice, the Father's voice, because I cannot be a good father unless I'm being led by the Father. The one who is the best protector, the one who can remove every barrier. The Lord reassured Joshua to lead God's people. Why? Because there's a promise for God's people. And I come to tell you that God promises you many things. He wants to lead you into his promised land. Not just over there in the sweet by and by. But how many knows that the kingdom is not just for over there. The kingdom of God, his house, is for right here and right now does anybody understand that you are walking as a son and a daughter of the most high God that you have royal blood flowing through your veins which means whatever that blood uh, obtains you obtain what the blood come on somebody if healing is in that blood all you got to do is walk in the confidence of the blood that has given you salvation all you have to do is walk I'm telling you demons want to keep you out of your identity and 
he's doing everything in this world to steal the identity of what God had in mind, what God had planned for sons and daughters to prophesy. But I wish I had some people in this place on a Father's Day that would say, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Father. We're going to serve the Lord. We're going to operate not in the world system, but we're going to operate under the spout of his blood. We're going to operate in the dimension of his DNA because there's no limits to the DNA of this father that God has given to you and I. Shoot, there's no limits to the DNA of heaven. No limits. Godly parenting protects. Turn to your neighbor and say, godly parenting protects. Now that's not just your physical children. Godly parents will protect people they love. Man, I want to move on, but I just feel like hanging there for a minute because I think we have failed at protecting those God has entrusted us with. Godly parents. You know what the Bible says? Love covers. Parents protect those they love. Will keep them away from evil and keep evil away from them because they understand that evil communication corrupts good manners. Can I tell you, sometimes evil communication can sound like kingdom communication <laughs> at first. And then all of a sudden you'll begin to feel the spirit of that thing. And the next thing you know, where's the love? Because there's no protection. I wish I had somebody help me. Where's the love? Because the one that God has entrusted you to protect, entrusted you to, to cover, all of a sudden now, what started as kingdom is now corrupt. I'm talking about tables and companies that, that look good, but on the inside, they're, they're ravishing wolves. Come on, wolves in sheep's clothing. We have to be careful and, and cover our children. I didn't even mean to go here. It's not in my notes, but God had something in mind to tell you. Be careful the kingdom tables that you choose to sit at. You need to understand that it's important because if it's not the right table, it will not be the right training. Come on, somebody. If it's not the right table, I come to tell you what was supposed to be kingdom ends up corrupt. But I know there's some people in this place that's hearing the pure voice of the Holy Spirit. And if that's you and you'd say, I'm not going to sit at a table that God has not designed or divine for me to sit at. I'm not going to sit at a Jezebel table that their only point is to point me at a place that's enticing. They may have a position for me, but I'm not going to sit at a position. I'm not going sit at something that entices me in a season because it's going to destroy me in the next. I don't care how laid before you it is. Be careful to not sit at a table that God, I don't know why I went here, but God never designed you to sit at. He never purposed in his heart for you to be positioned there. Why? Because it's not covering or protecting his. Oh, it might look good. It might feed you, but what is it feeding you? 
are you healthy or are you sick? Because listen, the same dog that licked up her blood will come back directly to lick up yours because you chose the wrong position. Come on. What I'm trying to tell you is that God is trying to get his people to the place of children to hear his voice. If we're not operating in the place of, 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 of pure humility, the next thing you know, we're haughty. And we're positioned at the wrong table because it was about the position. But godly parenting, listen, it's not about us. It's not about my position. It's about my parenting. What if your parenting was more important than your position? Well, I'm too young. No, God's training you. He's training you. He's reassuring Joshua that there's a promise. He's training you. Come on. There's a promise in his kingdom that will not be destroyed. If you're listening intently as a child, his direction, his voice, the Holy Spirit is the only spirit that will lead and guide me in the direction of the Father's voice, in the, in, in the direction of the Father's truth. And, and, and he declares in chapter 1, 5 in Joshua that no one would be able to stand up against him all the days of his life. Why? Because God was on his side. He had a heavenly Father who was protecting him like he protected Moses and he said as I was with Moses I'm going to be with you and here's the father that's giving confidence to his children this is the way you teach and train your children be of good courage and be of good strength I've instilled everything I've given you every place your foot will touch I've given you the land wherever it is that you move wherever it is that you operate as long as you do it under my mighty strong hand I'm going to protect you I'm going to keep you I'm going to get you into your purpose. I'm going to get you into the promise. But in our opening scripture, it's clear that unless we are converted as a child, we cannot get into this place of his kingdom. Jesus Christ was talking to his disciples and he said, you're heading in the wrong direction. I want you to slap your neighbor high five and connect right now and say, be converted. Come on, somebody. Well, I've been saved. Listen, he wasn't talking to people that were saved. He was talking to his disciples. He said, it's time. You're going the wrong direction. You're hearing the wrong thing. It's time to turn. It's time to be trained by the voice of the shepherd. And Joshua led his people into promise. Why? Because he heard the voice of the father that was greater than the spirit of intimidation. When you've got a good father, you're not worried about what other people think about you. You're not worried if you have the gifts and the talents because you know your father owns a cattle on a thousand hills and all he gotta do is sell a cow for you. Come on. All he gotta do is just wave his hand and he will deliver you and he will protect you and he will keep you and he will I wish I had some help on a father's day. He will sustain you. He will pull you into your destiny. When you don't have anything to offer God has everything to offer you Jesus said become like this little child this is the entry into my kingdom childlike faith isn't it amazing we hear that we think immature immediately Oh, that's immaturity. Maybe some of you need to be immature. 
There's that I'm in there. You want to be mature, come as a child, and he'll pull you into his kingdom that no man can shut the door. My God, no man can open what he can open up for you. Jesus was talking and he said, become like a child. He said, every good and perfect gift comes down from me. The father of lights. Joshua talks about that. He, every good and perfect gift comes down from the father of lights. There is no uh, variation, which means he does not change. Listen, I'm a father in this natural realm and I have the ability to change my mind and I have the ability to go in the wrong way. But I'm here to tell you this father that I'm talking about today, he is unchanging. The Bible says that he's the same. I feel like preaching in this place. The Bible said he's the same brother Kenny yesterday, today, and forever. He's unchanging. There is no variation or shadow of turning in him. Why? Because he's the father of the light. He's the substance of the shadow. He's the substance of the shadow, which means that the substance, the sun, the stars, if we look at it, they never stop giving light. Think about this. The, the sun, the stars, they never stop giving light. Even when we can't see them, they're still burning. Even when we can't see them, it, it, it's, they're, it, they're still lit up. When the night comes, the darkness isn't the, the fault of, of not being able to see, but the sun is still shining brightly as before. But the only difference is, is that the earth turned from the sun and darkness came. Which means when we turn from the sun, there is no clear direction. Come on, somebody. When we turn away, the earth turns away from the sun. There is no clarity. It's only confusion because you do not know where you're going until you are under the light. Come on, somebody. When I have a light, I'm not, I'm not going to live in fear. Come on. If I have the light, it can be just in front of me. It can be a, 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 the truth that lights my path, pain. But I'm not going to live in fear. I may not see all the way out there. But if I got a light to move me one step at a time if I've got some revelation that will get me from one uh, one state to the next I, I want you to understand that the reason that this world is in such a state is because this world has turned away from the sun this world has turned away from the truth this world has turned away from wisdom that's beyond this realm and if we're not living in the spirit we will never comprehend what the spirit is saying and even the church are living in darkness because they are coming into great cathedrals and, and they have high performance uh, machinery but there is this mechanisms that they call ministry but I wish I had some people to understand you can strip everything away you can take my house my car you can take uh, the place of worship but you can't take the position of worship that's on the inside of me is there anybody in this place that understands who your father is and what's say I in this hour I'm going to hear him as my father I'm going to obey him I'm going to listen to his voice if that's you somebody say amen, amen. I agree. the heavenly father desires your promise but in our opening scripture he says come as children come as children the idea of being converted is understood. The idea of, of repenting, we have down. We're good with that. We can go to a Billy Graham crusade. 
and get saved. But what do you do after that? Do we got it figured out? Some of us sit after our conversion. And we think we're growing. But we're actually remaining. Because we're not coming every time as his children. It's beneath his potential for us not to come knowing that he has all the answers. I wonder, I want to do, ask you the question, do you understand the idea of a child? According to scripture, this is not an optional thing. We must come to him as children. Unimportant. It gets quiet when you start talking like this. Oh, but have you heard me preach? I can tell you right now, I've walked up many times thinking I had it. And buddy, I left the stage like this. But if you'll walk up the stage like this, you'll leave different than the way you walked up there. Because you're under him. You're under his direction. You're not ashamed to be led by the Father. Being converted, repenting, being a child, it's not optional. And it's not unimportant. We must fulfill this portion of the scripture. Because children, watch this, have a power. Watch this. Children have a power. You want me to tell you what it is? It's the power of wonder. You remember when you was a child and you had the power of wonder? You wondered on Christmas Day what was going to be under the tree. You had some kind of perception. Oh, but there was nothing that was more enticing than what was wrapped under the tree. And you trusted it. Why? Because, well, some of us, Santa did it, but some of us, mamas, mamas did it. And, and daddies wrapped that thing. And so you trusted the treasure that was under the tree. And you trusted it. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. A child will trust with all of his heart. Are y'all hearing me today? He will trust with all of his heart. She will trust with all of his heart. Why? Because there's no corruption. There's nothing that's hurt them. There's nothing that's polluted the purity of their heart. There's trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Lean not. Trust and dependability is in a child. I want you to write that down. Trust and dependability is in a child. They're dependent upon. You see? They're dependent upon the Father. I, I can't move until I hear him. You see? I can't operate until he shows me. There is an absolute trust and need for his wisdom and his guidance. And John or James tells us, uh, the, he, he urged the readers to say, don't be deceptive, don't be deceived or de uh, live in deception or be tricked and, and turn away from the things of the Father. But I've come to declare over the child of God and the children of God the truth in the midst of everything that you may be in. And some of you, it may be a triumph, but 
others it may be a trial don't be tricked by the trickery of the enemy listen to the voice of truth that your father is speaking this morning that if you can hear him as a child whatever you have need of the father has the answer whatever you have came in this place with burdened down with the father can take care of it there's nothing listen I don't normally preach like this but I want to say this there's nothing like crawling up in your daddy's lap I see Etta do it every time a storm comes and there's thunder outside and she'll come up into the safety of a father's arms let me tell you something there's nothing wrong for you getting into the arms of your father there's nothing wrong it is not something that be that is beneath you to get in the arm is there anybody that if Jesus says come as a child this morning come into my arms this morning I know you've been heavy I know you've been weary but the comfort is in my arms comfort is up here comfort come to this high place come up to this place of my love come up to this place of my mercy come up to this place where my grace is enough for you my mercy is enough to sustain you my mercy is enough all you got to do is run to daddy and daddy will take care of everything that demonic forces are thrown against you and stacked against you and trying to place fear in the mind of a child and trying to confuse identity if you feel confused I come to tell somebody convert if you feel confused don't walk in the realm of the pride of life don't walk in the realm that is dark and desolate and despondent but somebody right now understand that your daddy is greater than the darkness that's trying to confuse you your father is greater than the fear that's trying to manipulate you your father is greater than the failure of yesterday your father is greater than everything that you thought there's no way that I can get back to the house I'm just eating with the pigs but I come to tell you God is releasing something in this house so that you will come back to the understanding that you're his and he is yours and you are heirs and joint heirs with him you've got the royal blood flowing through your veins which means whatever he has today you can have it as his child whatever's in his house today it's in your house because you are his I wish I had somebody take 30 seconds and be grateful for the father that gave his son 2,000 years ago to be your father to be your voice to be your truth to be your God somebody give him praise in the house of God Hallelujah. Dependency upon the direction of the Father. It's humbling ourselves and pray that healing comes. Trust in the Lord. Humble ourselves. Pray. When a child's, as a child, my father knew everything. My father could fix anything. Y'all know what I'm talking about? As a child, as a child, before you could think that you could do it all yourself. He knew how to do it. At least I thought he did. He could fix it. How I many knows he's, uh, what's the guy that, I, I, MacGyver. He's the MacGyver. He's the ultimate MacGyver. He could fix anything. I could take it to daddy. And I knew when I come back it was broke, but. Daddy's going to fix it for me. My father knew how to fix things. Why did I trust him? Because he was my father. 
Why did I, why did I look up to him? Because nobody could do it like my father. Come on, somebody. And then we grow up. And we try to do it in ourselves. But just like in the natural, I want you to understand your heavenly father, listen to me, does not begrudge your asking. What made us think that we can't ask him for what we need? He's my father. Come on, somebody. Somebody could come. I just feel a shift. He's, he's my father who can fix anything. He fixes everything. I'm talking about my heavenly father right now. I'm talking about my heavenly father that says it's okay to ask. Matter of fact, he told me if I ask, it shall be given. If I knock, it'll be open. If I seek, what makes us think that we can't seek him as his son? Whatever you need answers to. Here's the key. Don't come thinking you got it all figured out. The prodigal thought he had it. Oh, uh, give me my inheritance. I'm ready. I'm ready. Give, give, me, give me what's mine. It's okay to walk confidently. It's another thing to walk pridefully. But pride always goes before a pig pen. But while that prodigal was down here, because here's where pride will get you. Whether you position yourself this way or not, every knee will bow. Every tongue will confess, I did not know it all. I did not have this thing figured out. I thought that he has given me my inheritance and now, oh, I'm going to own the world. I'm going to own it all. But the next thing you know, when the money runs out, come on somebody, when the popularity runs out, when the gift runs out, when the singer can't sing anymore. Listen, your gift may run out, but the giver will always run in. <laughs> Come on, somebody. I said the gift may run out. Your voice may go out, but the voice of the Father will always be clear. And when we humble ourselves and when we turn from our wicked ways, the Bible said that he will come and heal our families. Why? Because we came in the position of his children. Do you know he loves you? No, no. Hey, I know it's easy to do this. I know that love has been perverted in this world. I know that what Pastor Amanda said, we, we picture in our mind uh, the daddy of heaven as the daddy of this natural realm that wounded us and hurt us. But I come to tell you, we got to get past the mentality of the hurt when the healer is your father. Come on. We got to get past the hurt when we understand that greater is he who's on the inside of me than he that is in the world. We got to stop listening to the wrong voice and we got to hear the voice and we got 
got to come to him as a child. Childlike faith is going to move the mountain. Childlike faith. Childlike faith. We're so full of information that we miss the Father's revelation. Come on, somebody. Stand to your feet all over this place. I'm getting ready to end this thing. And I've got a lot more word, but I little time. Because I know I want to celebrate with my family too. So we've got a lot of information, but not enough revelation. You know why that is? Because we would rather have Google. Matter of fact, get sick, and I promise you, nine times out of ten in this room, we're not going to go to Isaiah and say he was wounded for my transgressions. By his stripes, I'm healed. We're going to go to Google that's going to tell you everything that's wrong with you. Come on, somebody. It's time to go to God. It's time to go with His Word. Let His Word be the first place you go. I'm not talking to, I know that He uses doctors. I'm not saying that. Please don't misunderstand what I'm saying. Sometimes even in Scripture, it is truth that He will use physicians to help you with your healing. It's, it, it's, in, it's in the Bible. But here's what I want to ask you the question. Why do we always trust Google? We trust Google enough to give us the answer. My God in heaven, I'm preaching better than anybody's talking to me. We trust Google for the answer, but we won't go to God for what we know is true. We know it's true, but you can know the truth and not activate the truth. Because if I know it, then I need to go toward it. If I know God loves me, why am I not walking toward Him? I'm not talking about men loving you. I'm not talking about preachers. I'm not talking about men, men of God. I'm talking about God of men. Oh, I'm going to say that again. I'm not talking about men of God. Let me say it, church of God. Men of God. I'm talking about God of men. Are you hearing me right now? The God of men loves you. Now, I want you to get this. Before I leave, I will stay right here and I'll drive this thing all the way into the ground. The God of men love you. When men hurt you, the God that created men loved you. He loved you so much that he came in the form of a child. Come on, somebody. He came in the form of a child. He came in the form to feel what you feel, to, to feel the hurts, to feel the wounds, to feel the scar. Well, he don't understand. He, he's supernatural. He doesn't understand my hurt. Hogwash from hell. I come to tell you, he understands right where you are. He understands it so much that they beat him, mocked him, cursed him, spit in his face, but he, he was wounded for you. Nobody knows how I feel. Wow. He knows how it feels to be hurt. He knows how it feels to be bruised in the inward parts. Come on. He knows, and on the outside, he knows how to be humiliated. 
for a greater purpose. You've been persecuted, but I promise you, he knows what you're going through. Lift your hands right now and just begin to love on the Father. Come on, somebody. Just begin to love on him. I want you to feel and to know. Well, it's not in the feeling. Listen, when he touches you, you're going to feel it. Come on. When he touches you this morning, you're going to know it. And I'm asking you to get back to the position. That's why he told the church, you've got it all figured out. You know how to war. You know how to pray. You know how to intercede. You know how to deal in your community. You have all these talents and these gifts. But I got one thing that's against you. You've lost that childlike faith. You've lost your first love. Come on, somebody. When you get that first love, you trust everybody. You hug everybody. You snot on everybody. You tell everybody that Jesus saved you, that he changed you. Where's that love? Where's that childlike faith that understands that I need him every hour. I need him every day. I need him. I cannot move without him. I want you to get back to that place in your spirit right now and just surrender. Surrender like the prodigal who went home. Come on. I'm not talking about you being a, a sinner. I'm talking about trusting him with your life. Surrender to him. I'm not powerful without his presence. I have nothing to offer without him offering it through me. Come on. He is my father. And the ultimate is that the goal is that we reflect the God that we serve. The goal is that as a parent, the son reflects the father. The son looks like the father. The son walks like the father. The son talks like the father. The son loves like the father. Come on, somebody. The son reaches like the father. The son speaks like the father. This is the ultimate goal. And I'm not leaving the daughters out. The daughters walk like the father. The daughters talk like the father. The daughters prophesy like the father. I'm here to tell you that sons and daughters are about to come back into their identity identity because they're not ashamed to come to God as a child if you will come to God as a child if you will speak in a spirit of humility if you will position yourself in humility I come to tell you that divinity will flow through you if you will position yourself in humility the divine of God will flow through you you are in right position to enter into the kingdom of God and you are in right position for the kingdom of God to enter into you to flow through you come on somebody if you will humble yourself and pray if you will turn from your wicked ways humble yourself in the mighty strong hand of God that he may exalt you in due time as a little child depend upon him right now right now right now whatever it is that you need him to do depend upon him like you're like he's your father again go back to that first place when you had to depend upon him humble yourself and and, and, and don't be too proud to pray right now don't be too proud to to give him glory to praise him at any given moment he is the giver of the good things that we sing about that we are oh so easy to worship but acknowledge it right now anybody that desires to enter in the kingdom of God James 4 and 6 tells us that God gives grace to the humble he gives grace to the humble he lifts up the humble James 410 he saves the humble Psalms 18 27 he crowns the humble with victory. Psalms 149.4 Humility is the virtue worn by the child of God. Humility is the greatest garment that the child of God receives to wear. It is the qualification 
for the reception of revelation knowledge. My God, humility is the qualification of the reception of revelation knowledge. I'm going to say that again. Humility is the quality. It is the position of the reception of revelation. Anybody want to know the revelation knowledge of God, of the Father? You want to be led by His voice. I'm not talking about knowing and, 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 and going off somewhere because you know everything. I'm talking about hearing the, the voice of the Father perpetually. He's training me. Humility acknowledges this. You ready? Humility acknowledges my inability to do anything good outside of God. Humility understands that there's nothing good that's going to come out of me without first being connected to God. Nothing good comes from man. Everything good comes from daddy, from father. Amen. Lift your hands toward heaven right now. I'm getting ready to close. I just want to ask you the question. Let me pass through this. I just want to ask you the question is will you, will you come today will you come as a child whatever you're facing whatever you're dealing with do you have enough courage to come as a child to drop pride to to drop what it feels like to, uh, there's a call this morning that the Lord spoke to me and said I want you to call them to come as a child to call to come submitted unto me this morning to come by the faith of a child and he said I want you to to speak the word he said but then give them an opportunity to come in that manner to depend upon the Lord to trust in him to acknowledge him to lean upon this is you leaning upon him and as I'm closing will you come and expect the call of the father when you when you come come expecting what you are asking to be answered let God be your provider he wants that dependency this morning your father wants you to depend upon him come on just lift your hands focus on him right now get your focus on him get your focus. don't let anything distract you this is the most important moment he's speaking to us and he's saying will you come in this form will you let Go and let God right now. Will you let go and let your Father lead you? Will you let go in this closing and expect God to change you? Will you let go and let God answer your situation, answer your questions? Come and allow God to be glorified in His children this morning. Come and let a generation of wickedness be shifted. Let competition bow down to the compassion of the arms of Jesus. Let everything that so easily besets you. Let it be cast off of you. In the name of Jesus come to the Father with your yes this morning. That's what I hear the Lord say. Will you come to the Father with your yes this morning? With your heart of yes. Maybe some of you say I need to get back to that childlike faith. I need to get back to that first love. I need to get back to that experience. Let your moving to this altar declare no more my will be done. No more my filthy rags but God I move toward your righteousness. I move toward your rule. I move toward your rhythm and your power and your redemption that's going to break through. I, I feel that as you move this morning because I feel the wall trying to form right now. But I believe that as you begin to move as a child, I believe that divine breakthrough of a father is getting ready to rest upon you. And I hear the Lord say, come unto me all of you who are uh, weary and heavy laden. And he's saying today, I'm going to give you the rest. 
Why? Come on. If you will come, God's going to give you the rest. He's going to give you what you need. He's going to give you what you need. I'm going to count to three. And listen, I'm not going to take a lot of time, but we're going to pray. And you would say, you know what? This morning, this message was for me. This is where the rubber's going to meet the road right here, right now. This message was for me. And I choose today to hear the word of the Lord and to be changed. Come on, somebody. To be converted. To turn back to my first love. Back to the way that I used to believe. Come on. Back to the way that I used to love. Back to the way that I used to love Him, to trust Him. On the count of three, I want to ask you to come. This is different, but I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it because God's getting ready to do something. One, two, three. I want you to come. Come on. Come on. I promise they'll follow. If you'll start it, somebody else will come. Come on. Come on. Come on. Run home. Run home. Run home. I'm not saying if you're a sinner. I'm saying whatever you have need of. There's needs in this room. And God's asking you to come as a child, as a faith of a child. He's going to answer you. He's going to, he's going to meet you on the road. He's going to run towards you as you run to Him. There's, there's a few, but there's more in this place today. Come on. Don't allow this word to go forth and give you the opportunity to be a child. And you're still going to live in your pride. And you're going to sit there in your position of pride. Don't do it. Don't allow Satan to keep you comfortable. I'm here to tell you, come as His children. Come. Don't let anything resist. Be uh, resist. Don't let your resistance be greater than what he's about to release in this place. There's more of you. There's more of you. And it ain't about me. It's about him getting the glory through his children. It's about him getting the glory through his sons and his daughters this morning. Come on. I promise you I'm going to release you and you can go have daddy's day. But give him this opportunity to change you. Give him this opportunity to come to him as a child. And you watch him break every barrier. You watch him break that fear off of you. You watch him break that depression off of you. But you got to first move on the word of God. Come on, intercessors, I need you to pray and help me right now. Come on. Come on, come on, come on. Come on, lift your hands toward heaven. They're, they're here, but there's more. I'm going to pray for them, but there's more. There's more. When I feel the release, I will, I will be done. But there's somebody else that God is tugging at your heart. I feel it, and I'm not going to let up on it. There's somebody that God is tugging at your heart because he wants you to experience his love in this season. He wants you to know that it's immeasurable. There's nothing that will fulfill that desire. There's nothing that's going to feel that thirst, that hunger that you're looking for. You look here, you look there. You're looking everywhere. You're looking for love in all the wrong places. I come to tell you, the Father's arms are open wide. And he's saying, come to me. Come to me. I love you. I'll protect you. I'll keep you. I'll sustain you. I'll change you. You don't have to change yourself. I will change you. All you got to do is come and let me do it. Let me work it. I, thank you. Thank you. There's more. There's more. Come on. Come on. 
Come on, I don't normally prolong this, but I'm going to do it today because we need change. Come on, we need change. We need change. We need that converting. We need that turning in this place. Intercessors, I need you to pray right now. I want to hear you praying. Come on, we're praying for souls. This is about life and death. This is lives being in the balance. We're not, uh, we're not promised the next second or the next minute or the next hour. This may be the only person that you, this may be the only time that you can come to him. This may in this realm. This may be the only time that you have the opportunity to be converted. This may be the only time that you can receive. I feel somebody that's going to give their heart back to God. I don't know who you are, but I feel you coming. And I hear the Lord say, come boldly. I hear the Lord say, come as a profession of your faith that you're about to experience. He wants you to come to him. We open up this altar as God opened up his arms for you. We open up this altar as the father of the prodigal opened up his arms for his son.